Hello and welcome to Truth Triumphant Radio. I'm your host, Cody Mori. Uh, and a couple days late here on this one. I apologize for that. It's been quite a busy week. But I did want to discuss today sort of the things we're seeing uh, really in the news and um, kind of what we've seen in history. So very typical, you know, very typical of what similar things that we talk about. But um, what's going on with the left and, and the right and everything? And I just wanted to to tell people uh, or to realign people who might be sort of getting sucked into this on either side that um, we have to remember that the Jesuits are controlling both sides. So if you feel yourself, as I have and my wife has, um, if you feel yourself getting pushed over to the right, as has been done lately, and this is a huge movement right now. There's this thing called walk away movement where a lot of Former liberals, former left-wing die-hard individuals have become more open-minded to conservative ideals. And this is seen uh, widely as a good thing. <clears throat> so I just wanted to uh, sort of talk about some of that stuff directly and what the Jesuits do uh, in regards to controlling the media itself. Because you always see... Left and right, left and right, left and right, CNN and then Fox, CNN and then Fox, you know, and, and all the other ones that sort of come up uh, underneath it. And you just see really the overt lying that's going on on the radical left, and then you see the promises on the right. Um, I remember hearing that there was something like 60 million viewers uh, of Fox News. It was... It, basically was topping the charts even beating out NBA basketball games and things like that so a lot of people are being redirected towards the right and I and I I want I want to sort of talk about that specifically because are is this happening sort of grassroots um you know, people waking up, the Jesuits plans failing and sort of coming to naught and people are turning to the right and things are, are going to be great now I don't think that's the case I think the the Jesuits know exactly what they're doing I think they're intentionally pushing people to the right and and basically making the left so insane and and they really are when you when you just compare like the the Democratic National Convention with the Republican National Convention uh, the Democratic Party has they just seem absurd now. I mean, just so absurd. They don't have arguments anymore. They're talking about empathy. And, and I don't want people to get... I think that's why it's important. We don't want to get sucked into, well, okay, so they're crazy, so we got to jump over to the other side. we got to make sure that we're, we remain uh, taught by the Bible, that we, we keep our eyes focused, that we, keep, we read everything through the lens of... The spirit of prophecy in the Bible. And, you know, Daniel chapter 11, once again, I'll mention, talks about this stuff. You have the king of the south, which is, what, the spiritual kingdom of communism, which the Jesuits control. We've already talked about that. And they push at the king of the north, and the king of the north is spiritual Babylon, which is the papacy and the Roman Catholic Church, which the Jesuits are on that side as well. So when you see, you know, 
these things going on in Fox and these things going on in CNN, it looks like they're fighting against each other. And indeed, many, I think many of the individuals, reporters, um, maybe even some of the uh, CEO-related uh, individuals, not the CEOs themselves, I don't think, but uh, higher up in the offices, they might not actually know what's going on. So before we begin, I wanted to get started with uh, a, a couple of... Uh, verses in the Bible that that promise us that guarantee us the right to freedom of the press and that is starting in Matthew chapter 24 verse 14 it says this and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations and then shall the end come so according to the Bible we have the right to press or publish the truth which is the gospel. That's our job as Christians. So the principle of the freedom of press can be founded right there. We also have Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20, the Great Commission. It says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. And then there's Mark chapter 3, verse 10. It says, And the gospel must first be published, that's the word used there, published, among all nations. Okay, so that's our job. There's the freedom of the press. It's a principle within the Bible. And clearly within the New Testament, uh, the sections I took there were directly from the gospel. These, some of the words there themselves were from Jesus himself. And actually all of them were, as a matter of fact. Um, but I also, just to look at some of the Old Testament here, we have Ezekiel chapter 33, verses 1 through 7, an amazing quote. It says this, Again the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, speak to the children of thy people, and say unto them, When I bring the sword upon a land, if the people of the land take a man of their coasts, and set him for their watchman, if when he seeth the sword come upon the land, he blow the trumpet, and warn the people, then whosoever heareth the sound of the trumpet, and taketh not warning, if the sword come, and take him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet, and he took not warning. His blood shall be upon him. But he that taketh warning shall deliver his soul. But if the watchman see the sword come, and blow not the trumpet, and the people be not warned, if the sword come, and take away any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity. But his blood will I require at the watchman's hand. So thou, son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. So the freedom of the press right there. I mean, and especially when it maybe a hundred thousand times more so when it comes to salvation. You see, any person who knows the truth and is not doing what they can to publish the truth, that's in the press, that's in meeting people, that's in your witness uh, for how you act and behave around people, which represents Christ. All those things are your job as a watchman on the walls of Zion. 
if you know that things are coming to pass, if you know about the Sunday law, if you know about the Pope being the Antichrist and can prove it, you know, start a YouTube channel, start a podcast, uh, go door to door and pass out things if you don't feel comfortable with technology, but don't do nothing because if you do, do, do nothing, as we see here in Ezekiel chapter 33, God will require the blood of those whom you didn't warn at your hand. You see... And many, many um, publications have called themselves the watchmen over the years. You know, whether they were religious or secular, many have called themselves the watchmen. It's based on this principle. Things are going on in the world. People need to be warned. The people need to be given the information so that they can make the best decision moving forward. Uh, so God doesn't, God doesn't tell us to go out there and convert people. That's not our job. Our job is to tell people the truth. And it's his job to convert people. Now, he's not going to so supersede free, uh, uh, free will. So if somebody is warned and then they say, okay, I don't want that, then that's, that's fine. That's their choice. But you or I have done our due diligence in trying to present them with the truth. That's our job. That's really it. It's not a hard job, but it seems to, we seem to make it hard. <laughs> also, you have uh, Proverbs chapter 11, verse 14. Very, very important principle here. It says, where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. It's kind of the same way as saying my people perish due to lack of knowledge. So in the same sense, we need, I mean, I, I need this in my own life. I know God has placed me in the church that I'm in now because they balance me out. I, if I if I step away from them for uh, too long and I start to do do my own study, sometimes I, we all we all need to be corrected here and there, and it doesn't mean you know they have some power over me. It just means that I hear the counsel of everyone, you know, and I hear the the opinions and the 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 different angles that everyone has. And then I'm able to make a better decision and sort of see, oh, okay, maybe I was leaning too far this way, leaning too far that way. So, uh, and it's the same thing with the press. We need to have freedom of press for that very same principle so that we can see things according to, or make the best decision according to all the angles given. So if we have a press that is controlled, that is basically propaganda, we're not going to be able to make a educated decision on these things because we simply won't know what the truth is and this is a huge huge issue right now we have you know the whole everybody talks about fake news and everything so i wanted to talk about specifically the jesuits and their control of the media again i'm opening up book I read oft, quite often on the show is uh, The Jesuits, Their Moral Maxims and Plots Against Kings, Nations, and Churches, written in 1881 by James Atkin Wiley, J.A. Wiley. And this is page 83 of that book. And he's quoting someone else who is making an argument about why they basically should, uh, he's trying to pass a bill for why they should throw out Jesuits who are undermining the country. Uh, the man's name is M. Jules Ferry. That's who's being quoted here in J.A. Wiley's book. It says this, The Jesuits, we find him saying, were in permanent conspiracy against the existing institutions of the state. And the state they're talking about in this particular aspect is France. So, 
and their position in France is illegal. He characterized their teaching as being of a dangerous character, hostile not only to Republican institutions, but also to modern society. He described the sort of textbooks which they were putting into the hands of their pupils and the nature of the political and moral doctrines which they were instilling into their minds. These works, said M. Ferry, distinctly taught the divine right of kings and advocated the carrying on of religious wars. They attacked the revolution and glorified the revolution of the revocation of the Edict of Nantes. Now, for those of you who don't know, the Edict of Nantes was a toleration, uh, a law, an edict of toleration that was granted to the Huguenots in France who were Protestants. Later on, that was revoked. So they're praising that, essentially, is what he's saying. Praising the, rev the revocation of freedom of religion. They columnated Nicar and Turgot. They rejected the principles of the national, national sovereignty, and they taught that France was beaten in the late war because she had deserted the Pope. In these books, universal suffrage and trial by jury were denounced as vexatious institutions. Liberty of conscience and a worship and of worship were condemned, and the liberty of the press was asserted to be a principle that has never been admitted by a wise government. In short, they outraged everything that France loved and respected, everything she admired, and everything that constituted her national greatness. So pretty powerful quote, and that's from page 83 and 84. I also have just about 10 pages further. I have another quote here from the same book, uh, page 93, the Jesuits, their moral maxims and plots. And this is talking about um, what the Jesuits do when they try to take control of a country. Listen. There are two institutions in a special to which the Jesuits will lay siege. These are the press and the pulpit. They will strain every nerve to possess themselves of both and work from their own ends. The press of Great Britain is already manipulated by them to an extent of which the public but little dream. Not a few newspapers have a Jesuit on their staff as editor or, con or contributor or reporter. The reporting force of the kingdom is, to a considerable extent, made up of Romanists, and the esprit de corps is such that a newspaper may, unaware to itself often, be influenced against a cause or an individual obnoxious to Rome, although it may have no Romanist in its service. There are names the times dare not mention. There are causes, true and noble, it dare not advocate. There are British authors as well as Irish farmers who are boycotted. The author speaks from documentary evidence when he says that the identical Jesuit has been traced through successive disguises in the journalism of the metropolis, now assailing violently in his own proper character of papist, and now in the guise of a pious Methodist whispering into the editorial ear in oily phrase how much he was pained by such and such an article in his columns. It was so lacking in the sweet grace of charity. Now think about that for a second. How many times have you heard an argument basically or, or some type of news report or something over the years 
that was denounced not because it wasn't true, but because it was mean, because it was uh, it wasn't it wasn't nice enough, it wasn't respectful enough. Even though there may have not have been any harsh words in it, it just really lambasted somebody. Well, at the end of the day, the press's job is to reveal the truth. That's what it's supposed to be. But interesting. So that's what they do. They'll they'll totally go after the enemies of Rome while simultaneously if there's ever someone who's helping the Roman cause, they and they they are put up on the on you know the front of the tabloids and they're just every sin that they've done is for everybody to see. They'll turn around and they won't say, "Oh, you know, that's not true or nothing like that because they can't prove that it's not. But what they'll say is, oh, you were just you were just so cruel and mean. And we have a huge problem with fake news in this country. And the thing is, it's not really a new problem. It's just something people are noticing now. It's really just something people are noticing now. And it's an issue that I think we need to keep in mind that it's it's like a game of chess except for one player there's only one player playing and he's just moving the pieces and then he goes over to the other side and he moves the other pieces what the person sees who can't see the actual if who can you could only see the chessboard per se what you would see is you would see a, a game of chess going on but you can't tell that the players on both sides are actually the same person and what's going to be the end result? What's going to be the end result of all these left-leaning individuals swinging over to the right? Are they going to somehow get enlightened and then, uh, you know, fall into 100% conservative views? Or are they going to pull the, the conservative views that I agree with personally? And are they going to pull them further to the left? And is the new conservatism going to be something that maybe 50 years ago would have been unheard of? So, I have another quote here from Charles Chinique in 50 Years of the Church of Rome, where he talks about this very issue on page 340. Now, he's quoting a Roman Catholic source and what their plans would be when they, did, when they were able to assume uh, a higher majority in the country. It says this. This is page 340. First... The Roman Catholic is to wield his vote for the purpose of securing Catholic ascendancy in his country. So that's the first rule that the majority would have to apply by. Second, all legislations must be governed by the will of God unerringly indicated by the Pope. Third, education, which we've talked about, education must be controlled by Catholic authorities and under education, the opinions of the individual, and the utterances of the press are included, and many opinions are to be forbidden by the secular arm under the authority of the church, even to war and bloodshed. See that? So things could be labeled hate speech. You couldn't be politically correct to say this or that. That would be something that the, so the papacy and the Jesuits, they feel that they have a right. They've denounced the press in J.A. Wiley's book, the freedom of the press in J.A. Wiley's book. 
And in this book, you have a Catholic source, which Chinique is co uh, quoting here, where they say they have a right to be in control of the press. Now, you think about someone like recently in, in the tabloids, you have Nick Sandman, who was wrongly canceled by the cancel culture. Uh, I'm sure you guys all know about this. He, he got a $275 million lawsuit settlement uh, after a video was intentionally trimmed to portray Sandman basically as antagonizing a Native American who was also a veteran uh, during a rally. I believe it was a pro-life rally. And the actual, when you found out the whole video, the whole video showed that he was not the antagonist at all. Actually, the Native American sort of ran up to him and started beating a drum in his face. And all Nick Sandman did was essentially just smile at him. But when they showed the video, they showed the video clip just when he was smiling at him. So it looked as if he got into the Native American's face and was smiling at him while he was, you know, banging on his drum, which was not the case. And he, he's filed lawsuits and and gotten settlements from CNN and the Washington Post already. Now, those are left-leaning uh, media outlets. And CNN, as we all know, is owned by Ted Turner, who is who is never been a friend of Christianity. This is this is the King of the South stuff going on right here. He's called, well, let me just read it. Um, I have uh, from Jesse Carey, he doesn't have the date there, but the it's from CBN, which is a Christian broadcasting network, the enlightenment of Ted Turner, and they sort of go on how he's kind of changed over the years. But th this first part shows you what uh, has been his opinion of Christianity in the past. For many, many years. That's why he's had nicknames like Captain Outrageous and, uh, and something from the South, something else. He had some nickname. But basically he has nicknames for how outrageous he is towards uh, Christianity and religion as a whole. Many of Turner's best known comments were, directed ja were direct jabs at Christianity. He once called it a religion of losers and told employees who observed Ash Wednesday that Jesus freaks should go work for Fox, the rival of the to the Turner-founded news giant CNN. He apologized for the latter comment, but his feelings for Christians were no secret. So, you see that on the left, you know, uh, militant atheism, communism, dating all the way back to... And, if you want to go even further back, there's a great book out there that shows that the principles of communism themselves, they come from the Catholic Church. They're just sort of stripped of they're stripped of basically the the religious verbiage. That's all. Uh, you can read a book by John W. Robbins called Ecclesiastical Megalomania. In that book, he shows you that the principles of communism actually come from Thomas Aquinas back in the 13th century. So he was a Dominican monk. If you, For those of you who don't know, the Dominicans were in charge of the Inquisition before the Jesuits came around. So that's kind of just a side note there. But So you've got Ted Turner on one side, and then who's the CEO on the other side? Who, who is the, the number one television shows and, 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 and things that we're hearing on the right. It's what's Fox News, Rush Limbaugh, you know, you have all these different individuals. 
and their shows, but Fox News specifically, who's that owned by? Well, it's owned by a man named Rupert Murdoch. Rupert Murdoch. If, if you take a look at Wikipedia, it says Keith Rupert Murdoch is an Australian-born American medium uh, mogul. Through his company, News Corp., he is the owner of hundreds of local, national, and international publishing outlets around the world, including The Sun and The Times in the UK, The Daily Telegraph and The Australian in Australia, The Wall Street Journal, and The New York Post in the US. Book publisher HarperCollins, and for those of you who don't know, HarperCollins owns uh, is the parent company of the company that publishes uh, Anton LaVey's Satanic Bible. For those of you who don't know, HarperCollins is the parent company of the other publishing company who, who prints that book. So, another side note there. It says, And the television broadcasting channels Sky News Australia and Fox News through the Fox Corporation. He was also owner of Sky until 2018, 21st Century Fox until 2019 in January 1998, three months before the announcement of his separation from Anna, a Roman Catholic. Murdoch was made a Knight Commander of the Order of St. Gregory the Great, a papal honor awarded by John Paul II. In other words, John Paul II... In 1998, January, specifically had a ceremony where he ordained Rupert Murdoch, owner of Fox News, and all the wonderful promises you're hearing right now from the right, the Antichrist power himself, the beast, knighted him as into the order, uh, let me read the whole title, a knight commander of the order of Saint Gregory the Great. Now that's that's a that's a club, folks, that you can only get into if you've done some special work for the papacy, for the Vatican, for Catholicism as a whole. Now, what would a right-leaning and left-leaning when you look at some of the stuff on Sky uh, in the past? And just some, I mean, look at, if you just, the Wall Street Journal, the New York Post, I mean, he's he's on both sides here. Why would the papacy award him such a high honor unless he was doing something specifically to help their ends? So be very careful, folks. Be very, very careful with all the beautiful promises that you're hearing. Because Jesus said, that the deception will be so bad, and I'm paraphrasing here from Matthew 24, but he says it could deceive even the very elect. Even the very elect. So just be careful. Be very careful. Another individual, Sumner Redstone, again from Wikipedia on that same individual, Sumner Redstone, he just died this month, actually the 11th of August, 2020, he died. 
So this is somewhat past dated, but it's it's still very uh, very up to date at the same time. Was an American billionaire, businessman, and media magnate. He was the majority owner and chairman of the National Amusements Theater chain. Through National Amusements, Amusements Redstone, up till up until his death, was and his family remained majority voting shareholders of mass media conglomerate Viacom, which owns a bunch of other, I mean, a, a lot of different news sources are owned by Viacom. So Viacom CBS, in turn, the parent company of Paramount Pictures Film Studio and the CBS Television Network and various cable networks, according to Forbes of April 2020. He was worth $2.6 billion. Probably a lot more than that, actually. But that's how much they're reporting. Now, listen to this. He attended Georgetown University. Do you know what Georgetown University is? Georgetown University is the premier Jesuit school in the United States. And there's others. I mean, there's there's many others. They've attended, like, for, for instance... Uh, NBC, their former vice chair, his name was Bob Wright, he attended the Holy Cross, just like Fauci did, Holy Cross. So these people are, th these are Jesuit schools. So these people are trained by Jesuit, Fordham University, you know, you have the same individuals, Gavin Newsom, you know, <laughs> got, went to a Jesuit school, before him, Jerry Brown, went to a Jesuit school. You have all these individuals, whether they're they're in control of the media, whether they're the politicians, on both sides, and they are all Jesuit trained. That ought to be a red flag for each and every one of us. And, uh, you know, for more information on some of this stuff, there is a website I found. I actually found myself fact-checking a lot of the stuff that they were saying because they kind of didn't... I don't like it when someone doesn't really provide sources, but keep that in mind if you decide to go here. It's uh, HTTPS... Um, jesuits.webs.com slash media control where they sort of talk about the individuals who are in control of the media and this is this is according to 2009 at the time that that was published so you, you have to do a little bit digger you have to dig a little further and do a little bit of research to to sort of see like what's going on today but you can see J.A. well the words of J.A. Wiley and Charles Chinake they have not only come to fruition and come to pass, but we're seeing it um, in we're seeing it if not not in a shadowy sort of sense. This is easy information to find. So each and every one of us, let's be watchmen on our walls. Let's blow the trumpet. Let's let's tell people the truth uh, and get people focused on what the real issue is, which is God's commandments. If we don't keep God's commandments. We're going to be in a lot of trouble. All ten of the commandments, Sabbath included. That's where we're coming. We're coming to that time. We're coming to that time, and we're running out of time, folks. So, I hope this was helpful to you. A few of the quotes here, um, and there's a whole lot more. Obviously, we just don't have time to to continue further. There's a whole lot more out there. A lot of information. Again, this is this is not very hard stuff to find. This is. Praise the Lord. This is uh, this is stuff that we can still find. So, it, in retrospect, if you are listening to 
um, the media every now and again to hear sort of like what's going on. And I'm not against that. I understand why people do that. Just try to try to read it through your lens. Not try. You need to do it. You need to read it through your lens, your, your Christian Adventist lens, and you need to keep prophecy ever before your mind. You need to understand that the king of the north and the king of the south battle is not a battle that's... Uh, you know, authentically taking place, it's it's the Hegelian dialectic being played upon us all. So keep that in mind. We're we're coming up on the false revival right now. America is about to get very religious again, and we just have to keep our eyes focused on Christ and be ready, because we don't know when He's coming in the clouds, but we do know that it will be soon. We don't know how much how far the tyranny is going to go. We know it's going to go a lot further than we could ever imagine. So we have to be prepared for that. We have to loosen ourselves from our possessions, even prepare our minds for the possibility of losing our lives or losing our loved ones, and being ready, Say, asking ourselves honestly, am I ready to, to die for what I believe? You know, Am I ready to lose my job, lose my house? So that's what we need to do. We just need to be about our Father's business. Because we know that this this world is not where our happiness lies, but it is in the world above, where there is immutable happiness, where there is unchangeable kindness and joy. And that's why we're pilgrims in this world. We're not doing our part here in the world. We are we are living for the next. So that's it that we're out of time. I hope to catch you guys next time, next week. On Truth Triumphant Radio, I've been your host, Cody Mori. Thank you for stopping by. God bless.